Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Left Media Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Mitchell. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to be doing an episode based on the artist, Father John Misty. Pretty excited. Um, we're going to be going um, into uh, some of his older songs. Uh, he does have a new album out called God's Favorite Customer. Um, we tried to explore it and, and, and see if there was anything kind of... Uh, outwardly political and and we we didn't find any such thing so that's kind of why we're 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 diving back into his older catalog to to kind of pick apart some songs of his um he's a he's a unique artist um that's for sure he's a character he is um so the the songs that we're going to be doing today are bored in the usa uh holy shit and things that would have been helpful to know before the revolutionary or before the revolution i'm sorry Yep, um, and the first two are from an album called "I Love You, Honey Bear." I love you, Honey Bear, and the uh, the third is from Pure Comedy. Yes. Um, so we will get into uh, the details of each song uh, and give give credit when we uh, when we go down the the list. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna do "Bored in the USA" first. Yep. Ready to roll? Sure. Let's do it. Oh, and before we uh, get into each song, uh, there was something you wanted to put out there about uh, something he's doing on his website this week. Yeah, so um, this kind of includes like multiple artists. I don't know the the other artists that are, are uh, joining for this, but apparently from uh, July 2nd to July 6th, uh, anything that is purchased off of his website is going to go to the nonprofit called Races which is the uh, Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services. Um, I guess this is kind of in response to, to, to the um, Trump's uh, zero-tolerance policy on, on um, quote-unquote illegal immigrants crossing the border and then their, their, their children being taken away from them. Um, right. So, so anything that, that, that goes to... That cause is is great, and and uh, I just found that out uh, just doing some research just now before the episode. So that's fucking awesome, and uh, solidarity to, to all of those families and, and children that have just been mercil- mercilessly torn apart from their families. Um, we we hope nothing but the best for them. For sure, and um, so yeah, please check out his uh, his web store and. Uh, See what you can do there. Do we have a link for that? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll include it. It's uh, on his his website. Um, we'll include it in the uh, show notes. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. for sure. All right, so uh, keep a lookout for that. And uh, now on to board in the USA. The song was uh, was released in uh, 2014. Uh, it was produced by Josh Tillman and Jonathan Wilson, and written by Josh Tillman. Uh, A.K.A. Father John Misty himself. Yeah, he he. Uh, you can find some of his older work, I, I suppose, as as Joshua Tillman, I believe. Uh, yeah. He, he kind of created this Father John Misty persona uh, about midway through his career, and and uh, I, I suppose it took off pretty well for him. Yeah, it's uh, like his alter ego or something. Right. Um, and this is off the album, as we mentioned, uh, called "I Love You, Honey Bear." And the album actually came out in 2015. This was released as a single uh, at the end of 2014. So uh, let's jump in. All right. So did you want to begin with with your thoughts, or uh, we could just go back and forth? I mean, you know, the first line is um, how many people rise and say, "My brain's so awfully glad to be here for yet another." mindless day yeah um i mean obviously you know there's a lot there to me the first line is about uh, americans who spend time and energy and brain power on unfulfilling labor and mm-hmm. uh uh i think that that's something that most all of us can relate to oh yeah um i think that from a leftist perspective there's a lot that can be done about that. There are a lot of things that we're fighting for. Um, and, you know, I think that, unfortunately, in our country right now, we're only going backwards on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, labor-related issues. 
such as the um, you know Janus decision uh, in the Supreme Court recently. Um, so you know, obviously, that's something that uh, as leftists we try to push back against and, and support unions and labor movements and uh, and a you know real fulfillment of the things that uh, that are produced and not just for you know mass corporations and profit. And that's why that's a that's a large part of why I think I was really drawn to leftist thought and and socialist and communist ideologies because uh, there's so much worker alienation and mm-hmm. so much distance at the end of the day between what the worker creates and what the worker can actually afford to you know acquire uh, or, or use as far as services or, or products and uh, the system that we have I think really disenfranchises the worker and uh, also Alienates and, and distances the worker from their own creations, which is uh, inevitably, mm-hmm. I think, going to be um, lead to trouble. You know, so in, in that that those feelings of isolation and alienation and so on. Yeah, uh, it, it it's weird. We talked about a couple weeks ago on on our our Q and A episode how I was like this, but before I I discovered that like all these feelings that i had uh could could be put into a a political thing um always felt like at at every job that that i've ever worked at i always thought like why do i have to do this just to survive yeah and and like why is other people like making more than me when when i'm the one in in this warehouse sweating busting my ass and and somebody gets to sit in a cooler room in ac because as we know most warehouses don't like do ac they they refuse to um fucking jeff bezos or whatever would rather have an ambulance on standby which obviously costs money and i'm sure is is kind of a, a hefty expense um so it it just it just even even back then like uh, before I I found uh, communist and socialist ideology and and whatnot I, I I always had the this like feeling of, of of like I said just like why do I have to do this to survive so if if uh, yeah it it, it, it it's just. It's it, it's there in everybody whether they they want to admit it's a leftist kind of concept or not. It, it, well, it is. and that's the thing is if you don't mind me interjecting real quick, sure. Uh, I think that that's an important distinction to make. Maybe maybe an important um, point to just just kind of spend just a minute on because it's not necessarily that this um, is some. Thing that was created by the left. That's not how I see it. It's it's something that exists and that the right wants to deny in a lot of ways. You know, that's a good point. And, yeah. and, and so it's not that it really is in a sense, in the sense of scientific socialism, in the sense of a response to material conditions. Um, that's why I think I I I I found leftist politics to be. Um, such a good fit, and ultimately, I think um, the goal of liberating the the working class and um, marginalized groups and everything—I I think that that's really speaks to something, you know, kind of um, innate, you know, that, that that so many people feel, regardless of political affiliation, because you have a lot of people who voted for Donald Trump who kind of. You know, it's phrased differently, but they have a lot of those same gripes. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, that's that kind of fascist um, spin on it is when you can start blaming that on minority groups exactly. and and kind exactly. of misdirecting things. And um, then it becomes smoke and mirrors and it becomes bullshit. And um, and then you get the, the, the fighting amongst the the you know working classes um, or or different groups within the working class uh, while the ruling class and the elite and the capitalists get to still make their money and yep. you know yep. and, and so I mean it's really 
I, I just wanted to interject that because I think that it's something that you say like everybody feels, and I think that's that's because um, I think at its core, Marxism and and um, uh, and leftist philosophy tends to you know work for the the purpose of liberation and of 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 people and of the idea of aligning you know the creator with the creation and um you know meaning the worker with their product you know mm-hmm. and the availability to it and i just think it's important that we kind of talk about the fact that leftist politics and philosophy are really a response to conditions instead of you know this um, being leftist propaganda that is is just saying that this is a problem when it's not you know yeah um, so I think you're very very correct and it's a great observation when you say that 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 I think every that you think everybody feels that way um, even really regardless of any political affiliation right it it's just like most recently the the example that i can i can use that that really like kind of puts it in into into really good perspective for me personally is is my dad he he works at a at a warehouse job and i just i i he's been there for like seven or eight years and this is like the third or fourth warehouse job that that he's 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 worked in um ever since i was alive i i I believe he he's worked in a in a warehouse job and and just either got fired from one or the other and um the the one before the the job that he's at now uh went out of business um so naturally he got shafted first um when he put like 12 years into that company and um man i just uh, if if we're shifting back a little bit to to the to the mindlessness part of of, of what, what what he said in his lyrics, and just being quote bored in the USA, um, I, I I I couldn't do like a a warehouse job in that in that manner. I I I really think I'd kill myself if if like I was faced with the fact that like that was that was gonna be like. That that was it for me, and I don't mean to shit on on like people that do that. I, I get like there are some people out there that that want and, and need that kind of stability uh, in their lives because I I, I need I, I'm I'm one of the most anxious motherfuckers you'll ever come across in, in terms of like how am I gonna get like all of this stuff paid, and that's where it like really comes in is like. Why do you have Why do you have to, to 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 do this mindless work in this hot ass warehouse that they refuse to, to 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 cool for you just to to pay bills and then wake up the next day and just keep doing it over and over and over and over? Yeah, it's uh, it. I mean, yeah, I, it's not the work. It's not the work, and it's not the worker um, that you know that you have an issue with there it seems right. it's the uh position that the worker is put in in that right. kind of profession and now my dad's starting to, to to feel it like it's it's uh memphis summers are are brutal mm-hmm. and and uh he's he's getting i think he's 51 or 52 and it's just it's just starting to get to him and and he's like feeling that he knows the company doesn't care about him. Yeah, he's just another spoke on the wheel, basically, and it's 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 heartbreaking because uh, he's my dad, and uh, I I want what's best for him, but also I have anxiety because like what what do we do if he just like decides all right this is it I'm not doing it um, and and it's it's just it, it's unfair. To, to have like that kind of pressure put on on somebody and so many people like like feel that kind of pressure to, to just keep going and keep going and, and just right. do it and most people drop dead from it uh, my dad's actually had a stroke at work um, from from how much he was doing I mean he was 
putting in 60 hours a week at, at, at this place. And uh, I, I hate the fact that, like, they probably won't let him, like, transition into some, like, easier kind of role that allows him to stay there and allows him to, to keep making the same kind of money that he is. Um, but but also it, it be easier on his obviously aging body. Right. It's, it's just it, it's infuriating and heartbreaking and 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 like I said, he's he's just another spoke on the wheel and the wheel's going to keep on turning. Yep. Yep, for sure. I mean, uh I think that's good insight. And uh I think it's a good example also um you know, when we talk about uh people who vote uh one way or the other or try and, um, you know, for example, Donald Trump was going around um, getting the message out to working people, mm-hmm. you know. So, but then he goes um, and, and and does his his massive tax cuts or whatever. And that, he, yeah, and I heard he was pulling for more. That now a second oh God, round of corporate of tax cuts. Um, and so you know, doesn't help the workers any. No, and so you have these working class people who feel that they may benefit in some way from this um, which is uh, it's just another way that the working class is put in a bad situation um, where they do not have enough resources and options at their disposal whether in uh, you know in a, a warehouse or in uh, a supposedly open and democratic country you mm-hmm. know um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we covered a lot there. Yeah, I, I, overall, I, I I just think the song is 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 a really deep and, and cutting reflection of uh, kind of lower to, to middle class life in America. Um, it, it it's kind of like repetitive with having to to, to work the same job. Um, he even kind of touches on like uh, waking up to the same person um, who he goes on to to say like. Um, you'll you'll eventually grow apart from uh, as your beauty and worth kind of fade over time. Um, he talks about uh, how how crippling debt is, and then like even um, being replaced by by younger people, which which I'm sure uh, people like my dad kind of kind of have anxiety about uh, because he is getting older and 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 all of these things. And um, he, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, going back to the first verse. Uh, that second line, um, now I've got all morning to obsessively accrue a small nation of meaningful objects, and they've got to represent me too. That's such a good line. It is. And then by this afternoon I'll live in debt, and by tomorrow I'll be replaced by children. Um, you know, I took that to mean um, you're, you're creating this country and this world full of products made by laborers that um, – that again, you're alienated from, mm-hmm. you know, um, and of course, living in debt and being replaced by children, uh, it could be about getting an education uh, and going so deeply in debt to try and, you know, um, you know, put a, a, a some more value on on whatever you may bring to cert- to this market to to be able to survive, um, and not getting return on that investment. Um, but also to be replaced by younger workers with you know newer degrees at some point, uh, you know everybody faces that I think. Um, so there's so much anxiety there. Um, but also just laborers kind of living in debt uh, because they're paid too little, mm-hmm. and and they have the feeling that they're replaceable, you know, um, by by younger and more able-bodied or just um, you know a, a company can invest in a newer college graduate because they know that they can then have them for 20 years or 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, and just, and just squeeze the life out of them. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that first bit is really, uh, really says a lot. And, yeah. uh, I think as far as the second verse, um, as you mentioned, it was kind of like, uh, you know, waking up to, 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 to a kind of, uh, Think about the arrangement that you have, I guess, with mm-hmm. the, with with the person that is your uh, your partner. Um, the lines are: uh, How many people rise and think, "Oh, good, the stranger's body's still here. Our arrangement hasn't changed." Uh, now I've got a lifetime to consider all the ways I grow more disappointing to you. 
as my beauty warps and fades, and I suspect you feel the same. When I was young, I dreamt of a passionate obligation to a roommate. Man, um, it's just... <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, obviously that's just uh, kind of a, an empty marriage thing. Um, I, I think that very often you see a lot of people going through these these motions and these these actions as almost like as, as almost if it's a, a checklist or something like a, of our modern society okay you know i graduated and i got the degree and like you know now i've got to you know find the job and then if i find the job i've got to find a wife you know or a husband or you know whatever it's like um then i have to have kids and it's there's almost you know and I've met people who are like they almost have it down like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of comfort, I guess, in those conventions, but there's a lot of anxiety there too because once you're there, you have to maintain each of those. You right, know? and I think like I think that particular line could be also taken as kind of maybe coming from the perspective of a man who like when when we talk about like gender roles, it, it's supposed to be. The, the man that provides and and as he gets older um, his his worth like continually goes down and so yep. like there's this kind of like gender role anxiety um, I, th- I think maybe uh, kind of uh, again this is all just like speculation uh, like will he be disappointing then to his spouse right because yeah. he can't he can't like provide the the because he's older now he can't work as hard he brings home less money um again like that i, I don't want to uh portray like that is that is a man's job i i, I certainly don't think not it at is. all but it's another one of those conventions but it's yeah it, it, it it's another trope that's like given to us like the 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 man is the breadwinner in the in the family um so i i i thought kind of thought that was a, a cool little um maybe uh thing that he was trying to touch on there yeah, because um, again, I mean, you 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 make find comfort for some time in those conventions and traditions, but um, they uh, very often I think they um, kind of outlive their the circumstances outlive the usefulness of the convention. Um, but that's uh, I do notice that throughout his songs, he's trying to kind of subvert a lot of those yeah, conventions yeah. and traditions and things so you know i think uh l- later on you know he speaks about uh education um that's actually what i've got as 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 my favorite um verse or line or whatever yeah. do you want to do you want to read it off uh go ahead okay yeah, i think uh, it's my favorite too they, but. they say that Oh, they gave me a useless education and a subprime loan on a craftsman home, keep my prescriptions filled, and now I can't get off, but I can kind of deal, oh, with being. Um, or that, in the USA. Yep, that whole that whole thing is is, is, is really uh, spoke to me a lot. Because uh, you, you just, you get a, a, a shitty education to, to go on to maybe get a, get a job, uh, a shitty job at that, uh, depending on... The, the kind of education you get, uh, you can get, you can actually go to college and get a degree in something, and it'd be totally fucking worthless. Yep. Um, and then you get a shitty deal on 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 your house and are in debt forever, trying to to pay it off just to live somewhere. Um, and 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 still like that that debt doesn't care. It's it's still the monster at the end of the of the other demons that you're battling your your way through. Yeah. It's uh. And, and I really like the idea of of, uh, of him getting his his prescriptions filled, uh, but now that it, that it, that it causes um, erectile dysfunction or whatever, it, it it's like you can't fix one thing without another, without something else kind uh, of right. kind of breaking. Um, but on the flip side, you're still down the problem, so it's a little easier to cope. Um, and and me personally, I'm I'm always solving one problem and and having kind of an, another um rise in its wake and i really love the the use of the 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 uh the laugh track in that song uh i thought that was really interesting um yeah i'd probably have to say those are my favorite lines 
those first two, um, or uh, Save Me, President Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, super good. That's actually, He's got a lot of humor in his work. He too. does. Um, I've actually got a quote here for from him on uh, on putting the laugh track in. Uh, he said, I put a laugh track on that song. I don't know why. It was just an instinct. It's just kind of a cruel, grotesque, grotesque sound to me. And I think that laughter in a lot of way, or in a lot of cases, is a form of domination, a way of neutralizing uncomfortable ideas. And uh, I, 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 I super get that. I, I hate how frequently it's it's used in like sitcoms. Like every fucking thing gets laughed at. Yeah. And a and a sitcom and and we like whenever we're like having like kind of a maybe a, a heated discussion or or uh, whether it be in like person or uh, uh, over text messages or, or whatever we we a lot of times like laugh uncomfortably after after sometimes like we we say something that that is like kind of harsh or we put lol after yeah. it to like kind of pad its its like yeah. impact so I, I i thought that was super fucking interesting and 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 really uh smart and and insightful of him for sure Layers on layers. Yeah, he is a a a a, a layer of, of cake, yeah. as as I've said before in in uh, some instances. A, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's indeed. just multi layered indeed. Um, cool. So, so yeah, should uh, should we move on to, to holy shit now? I, I think yeah. that uh, pretty much summed up board in the USA pretty yep. well, pretty well. For sure, uh, holy shit. Um, these are great uh, song titles. Yeah, too. yeah, um, I love them. So, uh, also uh, released uh, in 2015 on the album "I Love You, Honey Bear," uh, produced by Josh Tillman and Jonathan Wilson, written by Josh Tillman, uh, mastered by Greg Calby, mixed by Phil Eck. I believe if I'm saying that correctly. Um, you did so, good. Thanks, man. You did good. Um, so you want to just take this one from the top? Um, <clears throat> what I had was the the uh, the first verse kind of juxtaposes things that are that are opposed. Um, obviously, new regimes, old ideas, um, or in the way that spinning plates have no real meaning, but uh, with wordplay, you can use revolution. Um, to kind of right, uh, mash right. those together, and, and the line is, um, or the lines are, uh, ancient holy wars, dead religions, holocausts, new regimes, old ideas, that's now myth, and that's now real, uh, original sin, genetic fate, revolutions, spinning plates, it's important to stay informed, the commentary to comment on. Um, yeah, and again, I just think that the, you know, the juxtaposition of things that are that seem in opposition uh, or seem incompatible is what strikes me there, um, and you know I think that's a theme that kind of um, comes and goes here in this in this song. Uh, of course, the chorus, the first chorus is uh, quote, "Oh, and no one ever really knows you, and life is brief." So I've heard, but what's that got to do with this black hole in me? Um, end quote. You know, it's kind of like uh, there is this realization or this um, understanding that there are all these conflicts or these issues kind of around, um, but, you know, how do they relate to me and what I'm dealing with or whatever? Um, I, the second verse probably interests me the most. Um, I'll read that. Quote, age-old gender roles, infotainment, capital, golden bows and mercury – Bohemian Nightmare, Dust Bowl Chic, This Documentary is Lost on Me, Satirical News, Free Energy, Mobile Lifestyle, Loveless Sex, Independence, and Happiness, end quote. Um, I kind of feel like the, uh, um, just the mention of the the age-old gender roles in, in Capital is kind of a critique in itself. Yep. Um, I, I read that the the mention of Mercury and the uh, Golden Bow or whatever uh, was a, is a book, um, and it's in reference to some sort of alchemy, mm-hmm. um, kind of likening religion that he's criticizing to some sort of uh, alchemy or something like that. Right. These kind of age old practices. Um, 
that have kind of proved less uh, useful as time goes on. I, my favorite thing is, I think, the criticism of uh, what he calls dust, dust bowl chic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the fact that that's a trend or a fad or something that can be commodified or or um, what capitalized exactly is on. It? I, it's just it's like a it's like a thing that's used. Um, as far as like a clothing fad or something, hmm. like the look of of the folks who were you know, um, were migrating during the Dust Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, I didn't know any such thing existed. That's yeah. It's very strange, and just the fact that we have a society and and, and a market and a system that um, can make something out of that 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 is a money making right is that kind of like uh uh uh, uh, kanye west like kind of line of clothing that that sells like these kind of ragged super thin torn kind of um kind of like clothes that were were worn back in like jesus's day and that kind of what yeah, he does. I, mean, and I don't know anything about Kanye West's uh, <laughs> uh, fashion or 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 ven- any of those ventures, but um, yeah, it's it's a thing that you know, it's like a it's a look or a, or a thing, okay. you know, and it's like it's just weird because it's a trend or a fad that 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 has kind of come out of mass poverty and struggle um, in U.S. history, and so it's very. Very strange. Everything's um, commodifiable under capitalism. Uh, yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, satirical news. That's interesting. You know, I almost feel like we've had to kind of like um, make satirical what our you know what our news has become because it's <clears throat> it's a hard pill to swallow. It's hard to take. You know, I mean, and the fact that we have now um, in the last few decades gone to a twenty four hour news cycle. That mm-hmm. it's just a constant, you know, uh, kind of barrage of just um, uh, just an onslaught of of, of, of news. Um, it's great to to like stay involved and 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 know what's up, but it can also be very exhausting. So I don't know. Maybe that's you a mean re- like watching Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that you know the fact that. There's been so much success in like the you know satire news of you know Colbert or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it almost shows how um, the, 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 it represents the big pushback on on media or whatever right, right. now, um, which is from both sides in a lot of ways, um, and it's another way that I think that both sides are feeling similar things. Speaking of media, um, just just real quick, did you see that Trump refused to to lower the flag to half mast for the uh, for the journalists that got murdered? No, a couple of days ago. I didn't see that, and so that's wonderful. And that uh, Milo Yiannopoulos was just kidding, just trolling. What did he say? You didn't hear about that? Nope. A couple of days before the shooting, he said people should start shooting journalists. Oh, wonderful! Good God! And then somebody did. And then they said, why did you say that? It happened. And then he said, I was just trolling. Well, yeah, I mean, he's... Oh, God. He's Yeah, I, I really... I mean, I think that we should at least socially uh, hold him responsible for mm. his, his part in this. Guillotine, maybe? I mean, uh, uh, maybe, at this maybe point? too good for him. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's a fucking creep. And, Jesus uh, Christ, I didn't know. I I had no no knowledge of that. Yeah, and uh, you know that was, of course, I was paraphrasing when I said that. Sure, um, but yeah, that's uh, it's out there for sure. Um, so if Anyways. you if you want to see his exact words and and what exactly went down, um, check it out and look it up. But uh, uh, yeah, that was definitely Good God. yeah. Um, and then uh, you know, it's, it, to me, this song is like a running list of concepts. He's either kind of ruminating on, or has decided he is against, or or has a decided you know definite opinion on, and now figuring out how they relate to him. You know, in each like chorus, right? Um, because then the next, the next chorus is uh, very similar. It says, uh, "quote Oh, and no one ever knows the real you, and life is brief." 
so I've heard, but what's that got to do with the atom bomb and me, end quote, uh, which is a really cool line. And, uh, you know, again, it's like taking these wider concepts and, um, I don't know, it's either seeing how they relate to him or it's saying that some of these things um, pale in comparison to uh, how, you know, uh, mm-hmm. these other things relate to, to, to people. So, um very interesting. Uh, third verse, quote, Colosseum families, the golden era of TV, eunuch sluts, consumer slaves, arose by any other name, carbon footprint, incest dreams, fuck the mother in the green, planet cancer, sweet revenge, isolation, online friends. Uh, and I'm going to go right through the outro uh, or, or final chorus here. It says, oh, and love is just an institution based on human frailty. What's your paradise got to do with Adam and Eve? Maybe love is just an economy based on resource scarcity. What I fail to see is what that's got to do with you and me. End I love quote. that so much. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to get into there. Um, obviously, the eunuch sluts, uh, maybe some kind of oxymoron or, mm-hmm. or another juxtaposition of incompatible things or or contradictory ideas, I'm not sure. Um, certainly uh, odd. Um, uh, consumer slaves is interesting. Um, that's kind of like, a, to me, almost another allusion to the fact that we're born into a sort of capitalism and consumerism without our um, real consent. Right. Know? So. It's just like kind of trope that 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 we're we're so free and and nobody has the the freedom we do but yet we're we're also just bombarded with these ads to to just mindlessly buy shit and 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 that's what we work for we work to pay bills and 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 buy shit and then uh we can kind of tie that back to his his one line in um uh, board in the USA about how he's like got to buy these these knickknacks that like mm-hmm. and they have to represent who he is and and his uh, his own unique personality this that and the other right. uh, so it's a, a, that's a cool little thread back to yeah. to uh, but they are on the, the 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 same album so a lot of the mm-hmm. same like uh, concepts are interwoven throughout. Um, and and the, the the whole album, I I believe from what I read, is is kind of like a, 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 a one giant love letter, in an exclamation to to his love for his his wife. Uh, as I said, he wrote uh, "Holy shit!" particularly on the day of his wedding, mm-hmm. which apparently God's favorite customer was written uh, at a time where they've been separated. Yeah. So. Yeah, he um, he lived in a hotel for like two months. And, yeah. Uh, next few lines, uh, I guess environmental, planet cancer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, fucking her up good there. Yeah. Um, and then on to, uh, love as an institution, uh, based on human frailty. I mean, that's obviously, um, you could go into kind of an Ingalls critique of, of the family dynamic and structure there, um, I don't know if that's where he's going with it, but I think it's it, there's some compatibility there. Sure. Um, of it maybe being just kind of a social construct that he's kind of trying to figure out maybe on his wedding day when he's writing it, uh, the value of it, you mm-hmm. know. And then uh, next line's about uh, paradise and Adam and Eve. Uh, I really think that that's, that's one of the most interesting because I think they're biblical, like, things that are projected on a society and force gender roles and specific family dynamics that, you know, the the text in the Bible uh, supports, you know. And so it's like, um, I do feel that way to an extent. Like, you know, just because, for example, I'm a married man, I don't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean I want, you know, religious or, you know, biblical uh, ideas projected onto, mm-hmm. you know, my own situation. Right. Um, and, you know, love being an economy based on resource scarcity is interesting. Is it is it human need or is it just um, kind of coveted because of the scarcity? Because not everyone um, 
find someone maybe i don't right, know right. um or uh you know but then it's like then saying that really doesn't apply to him and that's interesting because you can have all these ideas and then a lot of that shit goes out the window when mm-hmm. you when you find someone you really want to like um be with you know yeah, you find right. reasons to then kind of you've intellectualized the whole thing and then you find reasons to walk a lot of that back or ignore it you know um based on what maybe uh is it human need is it just something that you you're so happy that you have been able to find uh i don't know so. yeah it, it it's super interesting i i kind of got out of it um, being that this whole album was was kind of written for his his wife or whatever, um, some of it kind of struck me as as though like because he was so in love that that he uh, may not necessarily care about all of the bad and terrible shit going on on in, in the planet because well I've I've. I found what what I'm I'm more interested in, and and we do have a society that really kind of uh, s- encourages that kind of individualism, right? And uh, it would it would kind of explain like why I developed so uh, late politically because like in my early twenties I was I was in the the relationship I thought I was going to be in for the rest of my life, and uh, it it didn't work out, and then I got more time to myself to to really like research and and do more stuff um so i i I wanted to ask you if uh if this is what he's he's getting about or getting at like whether or not like you being so focused on on being in love and being with your with your partner because like you're obviously in love and and married and and whatnot do you feel like you're kind of a an exception to, to this rule that he kind of sets up because like not only are are you super happily married but you're also like actively uh, aware of of everything that's going on um and and down for the cause and and uh, to get your hands dirty in in it that's interesting it's a good question i mean i think that if that's a rule that he is setting out to make in this song I don't think I agree with it because I don't think anything is exclusive like that to the other. It's like the way that people ask artists and, and, um, you know, if, if being, if the tortured artist thing is true, you know, can you only make great art or write great sad songs when you're not in love and you're feeling like shit, you know, it's like if an artist says yes i have to be this tortured soul to create they're probably full of shit you know (laughs) so it's like it's just at some point you you create because you want to and you like to and you choose to um and you may be compelled to but not i don't think by and it may be an, an an outlet for things um but i don't think any one is exclusive to the other i think that if a, a great songwriter is a great songwriter, they can be in love um, and and happy and pull from a time where they weren't, or from something they've experienced or 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 you know known about in some other you know uh, uh, fashion that, that that relates, and they could write about something that's outside of their own experiences. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that. Um, I don't think that we're so one-dimensional in the way that we have to only focus on one big thing in our lives, you know? Um, And I think that if you find uh, what I would, you know, consider to be the quote-unquote right partner or whatever, um, that's very debatable, you know? I mean. Uh, but if you if you find someone who truly is compatible with you in your life, you will be able to still um, grow um, in the other aspects that you're working. You know, so if you just if you fall in love and you put your head in the sand, you know, it's very subjective. But for me. If I did that, I would have to think that I wasn't very committed to the other thing anyways. You yeah. Know? So it's like, 
you know, I've I've discovered a lot of the beliefs that I that I have now um, during the last six or seven years that I've been with my now wife, um, and I was in a long relationship in high school, um, and I, I still I feel like I developed as a, as an individual in that relationship as well. I think you have to make a choice too, though, you know. So I think maybe. Um, it's less about making that a rule in this song and more about observing the ability to fall victim to that. Yeah, I get the critique though because like while while you're you're in such a a, a relationship or whatever, it, it it's easy to to be like climate change that isn't real. Let's go to Red Lobster, babe. Yeah, but I mean you 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 you, you know if you're, I've never been the it's I've never been the kind of person who gets into a relationship and stops talking to their friends or anything either. Right. You know, and if you do that, you're probably that person. You know, mm-hmm. it's like so, um, because I would Im- immediately think that if, for example, if we were ever going to have children, um, I would like to leave them a less shitty world. Mm-hmm. So it's like if anything, being in that relationship and, um, you know that potential to to leave behind your world to your your kids and grandkids would make me more worried about it right. you know so i think it's super subjective and i mean if you just end up going to red lobster not really giving a shit you probably didn't give that much of a shit in the first place <laughs> you know but um, but it's an interesting kind of thing that he's mulling over here um and i think again that it's like a very i think it's something that that can happen mm-hmm and uh so sure sure well all right shall we shall we move on to things that would have been helpful to know before the revolution yep. all right um this one is 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 like we talked about i believe the the most interesting um there's there's a shit ton to to kind of unpack here um and 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 I guess the 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 best way to to start off is to to ask like, do you think he's being a smartass about this? <laughs> is, is he? My is, first my first question is is this satirical? Is the the first thing in my notes is is this satirical? You know, is this sarcasm? Is this like so? I I'm asking the same question. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Uh, it it it's weird because like. All of the terminology that he uses is, it seems very in line with with most leftist ideology. It, it it's everything like we're kind of like shaking our fists at and be like, we got to bring attention to this. We gotta we gotta do this. We we gotta act now. Um and and but but the song like kind of goes into this weird space where things kind of get a little maybe a little shitty after the revolution uh yeah well it's very dystopian i mean i I think i think it's fair to say that it's very shitty and very dystopian because i don't know if you've watched the music video oh no i haven't but it's super mad max dystopian okay i didn't know there was one Um, i've tried to find his music videos and it looked like a lot of them were just like the the kind of like lyrics on the screen oh no this one is uh there's a uh, has a Mad Max look, and then there's like a, a car in the desert looks kind of Mad Max like, and the, the, there's like protest signs that spell out the lyrics. So it's kind of a lyric video. Okay. But there's like more going on. Cool. And so there's like these signs from rallies that look like that display the lyrics, and by the end of the video, there's a person throughout it collecting like electronics and iPhones and stuff mm-hmm. all throughout this like really, you know. Uh, post-apocalyptic type society right right. and uh by the end they uh they lay down and uh and all of you see this row of of phones plugged in and it's like this big chain and they all come on at once and light up and instead of spelling out almost like it would be an sos signal Mm -hmm. or something that spells out this big thing and instead it spells out um uh, nothing profound or anything, or or even to do with their survival or practical, but it spells out uh, phones for cheap. Huh. 
Wow, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, so at the end, it's kind of just like somebody's still trying to make money. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, because like the 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 uh, one of the last like stanzas here is is though I'll admit some degree of resentment for the sudden lack of convenience around here, but there are some visionaries among us developing some products to aid us in our struggle to survive on this godless rock that refuses to die. So yeah. it it it's that's super fucking interesting because it's like after the revolution has come and gone like like you're talking about there's there's still somebody trying to to to, to make a buck out of it mm-hmm. um and it it seems like it's it, it's it's just kind of a, a a cycle that the that the that the uh world goes through that that we're destined yeah. to, to maybe like repeat the the same kind of um situation where where we we go from this one thing to another uh kind of like like a, a, a maybe looking at it from a dialectical kind of view there what do you think yeah i mean you know it's like if this is the revolution if this is post revolution that he's painting it's it's probably a failed one yeah that's what I i'm mean, wondering you know, like maybe like and and who knows what his idea of revolution is because I feel like it's one of those things kind of like we talked about in the Dark Knight episodes um, where everybody is a, a little bit of a kind of broad, generalized, mainstream idea of anarchy mm-hmm. or of revolution or whatever, and that was kind of projected onto Joker and Bane and then Right, right. Um... I don't know. I don't know if maybe that's the case here. Is that he has a a good idea of it, and he's painting uh, a picture of these, you know, some sort of failed revolutions, and saying let's not go that route with the revolution, or if he's just kind of sarcastically condemning revolution um, and and painting this as the inevitable conclusion to any modern revolution Um, maybe like like just kind of like just now popping into my head maybe he's talking about how we've we've waited too long and and now that we've like grown so accustomed to these amenities that we have in in capitalism um maybe we're just doomed to, to find our way back to it maybe it's Maybe maybe it's it's kind of a a, a a dire kind of look at it and a and a pessimistic kind of outlook because yeah. maybe it's maybe it's too late for our revolution. Maybe like now we're just setting ourselves up for 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 one to to go uh, into this like kind of post apocalyptic kind of world where where shit's just gonna be fucking terrible for us either way we go and then it's just going to lead back to the same thing what do you think about that do you think that could be a- yeah and i thought a couple of times that there was some like primitive thought anarcho-primitivist sure kind of yeah yeah that's thought heavy. here because it's so you know even there's even a line that says um something about uh return to our native state to our mm-hmm. primal scene um it's like now one is that just a misunderstanding on his part of thinking that all revolutions are going to indefinitely kind of lead to this um uh primal state Mm -hmm. or is it a critique against a uh, revolution of that sort against an anarcho-primitivist kind of thought or um, is it just a general anxiety? Because I have those anxieties too. I, I think about how goddamn global everything is now, it's, as far it's as so capitalism. deeply rooted. And so, you know, it's like how do we modernize and update these revolutionary ideas? Sometimes, you know, to to make them applicable to such a big fucking world of technology and capital. Um, you Agreed. Know. Yeah, it's it's it it'll it'll make your brain hurt thinking about how we could necessarily go about doing this. I, I and then on the other hand, I I look at all of these like huge fucking business or corporations like like Disney, kind of scooping up everything all at once, putting it like kind of in the in the, in in their like general kind of vicinity. And then it's like, 
well, shit, maybe they're making it easier for us at the same time we're kind of thinking, fuck, how the hell are we going to do this? True. Uh, because, like, when when it comes time to seize the means, like, all these folks are, are kind of making it maybe easy in a way because, like, they're, they're like... They they just can't stop buying shit up and, by monopolizing and, and exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's how the though I do still get concerned about the geography though. Sure, I mean, sure. Disney's in so many places, but um, that's a good point though. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know just just going back to the top. You know, it got too hot, so we overthrew the system. That immediately sounds like sarcasm. It immediately to me sounds like you know kind of a uh, suggests a silly reason for overthrowing it almost sounds like uh he's critiquing revolutionary thinkers of the modern day uh, maybe not maybe it's it's be, maybe it's because of a global warming kind of thing um which I, which is like kind of why I'm at the point where I am thinking like maybe uh, because it got too hot maybe that's why everything's fucked up and we waited too late yeah that's true. I just thought, like, that seems kind of silly. Um, it seems like it was, oh, we're uncomfortable, so let's overthrow the system, you know, or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, I get that critique, but I also think, like, he, he's, uh, we've, we finally overthrew the system when it got too hot. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what finally, like, oh, we can't take this anymore let's let's do it now True. when it's when it's 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 far too gone the world's fucked anyway what what's the point of it now True. we we should have done something ages ago which right. i i can't argue no of course not but um sometimes i miss the top of the food chain it's one I, of those lines i love that line um what what a perfect afternoon yeah yeah um no people around no no bustling mm-hmm. um it's uh, yeah. I, I thought that uh, kind of created like a like a I, I for for what I'm for whatever reason I I just pictured Will Smith walking around with his German Shepherd and yeah. I am legend. Yeah. Um. Industry and commerce. Uh, he talks about industry and commerce toppling and the underclass rising. That's very Marxian, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like um, like we talked about, like all of the terminology is 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 there. So I I don't want to. And the mention of the superego is interesting. Yeah, right? yeah, very interesting. I, I, I think, I, th- I really think it's it, it's satirical, but in the sense that that we've we've just waited around and and fucked around for too long, and and now any kind of of revolution is is just gonna. Sure, the underclass will get free, but but. Uh, what what are we freeing ourselves for? A, a world that's too hot and and we're about to hit another ice age, unfortunately, which is what he talks about in the song. Right. Uh, and which, uh, which is still an, an interesting critique because it, it's it's it, it's a critique of the left, but but saying that we're not doing enough in the here and now, and, mm-hmm. and we should have done this shit sooner. Yep. Um. I think. Uh, from time to time, we all get a bit restless uh, with no one advertising to us constantly. Is a great line. Yeah, it just shows how inundated with uh, with ads and that kind of capitalism and consumerism. That yeah, we I are. saw something that said like we see like some twelve, thirteen thousand ads a day. Wow, something to that effect. Some some astronomical number like well, that. Well, they're wasting some money because I ain't buying that much shit. In no, a day, so no, never. I'm too poor too anyway. Um, so if I'm seeing them, they're not they're not targeting that correctly because I don't have that kind of money. Um, but uh, I also think the next couple lines. Uh, but the tribe at the former airport some nights has meet and dancing. That just paints a picture. Just yeah, lyrically, it's great. Just lyrically, I think that paints a great picture. Mm-hmm. You know, like this this time broken down dystopian airport and and primal. You know, yeah. kind of uh, meet and dancing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he goes on to say something. If you don't, if, something, yeah, yeah, if you the, don't mind the the gathering and the hunting, uh, it's if you don't mind gathering and hunting, we're all still pretty good at eating on the run, which is yeah, hilarious and my favorite line. Yeah, that's great. That's um, great. He's such a good songwriter. He really is. He, uh, I, I, I'm not sure how he doesn't have more mainstream attention. I think he does. Does he? Okay. I mean, I'm not sure if he's, you know on the pop charts or anything, right. but he's like, he's 
got the same kind of, I think, attention, if not more, than guys like Jason Isbell, who he mentions in his new song, Mr. Tillman. Yeah, okay. Because okay, fair. I, I don't think that kind of music really gets on the pop charts anyways. Right, but that's true. Um, but I think as far as, you know, popular, you know, um, successful singer-songwriters working, those couple of guys are probably at the near the top you know i mean they're doing a lot of touring and uh they're playing venues that are pretty nice and cool you know so um hopefully he'll make his way to memphis sometime yeah that'd be fucking cool he was at minglewood hall um really two years ago wow sweet yeah it was uh it was before pure comedy or um, it was 16. It was 2016. Cool. So, um, the yeah, last I don't know how in the world because I saw that, that Pure Comedy came out in 2017. Yep. And then God's Favorite Customer is out in 2018. Yep. Uh, and, and like, Pure Comedy is, is like supposed to be like his, his greatest fucking album. And then people are talking about how like God's Favorite Customer, like, isn't quite as good, but, but still like, a, a, a pretty damn good album to have just been written in a year's time. I still think probably, um, I don't know. I think I Love You, Honey Bear is probably my favorite record. But, well, sure, you're married. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, not even not even because of that. No, I get you. I'm just. But making. I just, uh, I I think I think that's got my favorite songs. I really like. Sure, uh, yeah, Bored in the USA and Holy Shit are wonderful. I really like. Um, is Fear Fun the one? Yeah, yeah. Fear Fun is the one with uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings. That's a great fucking song. Love too. that. I love the video for that. It's got Aubrey Plaza in it. Yeah, she's wonderful. And then on God's Favorite Customer, though, the song uh, "The Palace" and the song uh, "Just Dumb Enough to Try" yeah are super yeah. good. They're like highlights. I'm, I love I'm hang, still uh, "Hang Out at the Gallows" is so far yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my personal favorite. I uh, I'm still I'm only on my second or third listen of that record overall. I gotta I gotta get through four or five of them before yeah. I have a definitive like list sure, of favorites and that's shit. Fair. But um, yeah, um, anything else? No man, I that pretty I, much covers I, it. Yeah, I think we've we've covered everything we can. Uh, kind of dissected everything and 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 applied it as as we uh, I would say expertly do. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, we'll let y'all be the judge of that. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't know if we're experts at this stuff yet or not. Uh, I I think we're getting better though. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think you know. I wanted to note that this song is um, the song before this on the record. Pure comedy is uh, is is called Total Entertainment Forever, and it seems to focus on preoccupation with entertainment and being just. Excuse me, distracted. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of like maybe if your theory is is correct, which it probably I mean that's that sounds pretty in line with the rest of the record. Like, have we waited too long? Kind of thing. Yeah. It could be that you know, Total Entertainment Forever was kind of a, that was our preoccupation. Yeah. You know, that got us there. So I think that track sequencing there is pretty interesting. Um, yeah. That's yeah. That's a good fucking point. Good, so, good job. If You've done well. If there's something to uh, back up your point there, I think I think yeah. you're right. But uh, you're smart. Well, you are. I mean, you you <laughs> you have you. the idea. I just was like, you're probably right. After I've explained all of mine, we're smart. I'm I'm um, I'm gonna still include you though. I appreciate that. Yes. So what do you want to do next week? Uh, we're gonna do Snowpiercer. All right. 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 Yeah. That uh that that got shouted out to us by um. A, a Twitter follower that uh, has has also signed up for our Patreon. We'll plug that a little bit later. Um, at Rotfront, uh, I believe. No, no. His 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 at is at Kami Party Hats, uh, and and his Twitter name is um, Rotfront. So uh, very cool. We appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's a he's a, a super good fan of the show and and uh, suggested that to us. And he signed up for the Commissars tier of the Patreon, and he suggested that we do Akja, which is uh, also by the same director that that does Snowpiercer. So um, we're we're gonna be doing those two movies uh, over the next couple weeks, and uh, I'm I'm super looking forward to it. Both movies look look super fucking good. Cool. 
uh, looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, do you want to plug the Patreon real quick? Sure. Since uh, we're talking about it? Yeah. Uh, you can find us, our, our Patreon, at uh, patreon.com slash leftmediapodcast. Is that it? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and what we do is is, is we kind of like got these three tiers. Uh, you can sign up if you just want to support the show. Uh, it, it's a dollar. Uh, we appreciate you either way. Um, then uh, that's that's the comrades tier. And then we've got the the commissars tier, which is three dollar. And and with that, you can you can uh, suggest or um, a, a movie for us to review, and it's it's guaranteed to be reviewed by us. Um, and then you can join the vanguard tier, which is the five dollars. Um, you can suggest a movie, um, and then. Uh, through the show, uh, you can call in and join us on Skype to then uh, review and discuss the film with us. Yep. Uh, so, you know, please check it out. It uh, doesn't cost very much, but it does cost a little bit of money to uh, host the show and and to do this. And we're we work other jobs, and uh, so we appreciate uh, we appreciate you, and every little bit helps. Sure. And uh, so, thanks to those who have uh, who've already. Um, pitched in and and for those of you who plan to we we very much appreciate all of you and uh yeah we'll see you next week yeah uh please review and rate us on itunes as well yep that would that would that would help increase our reach and let us know uh, your thoughts on these songs and uh on father john misty absolutely all right see you next week thanks for tuning in solidarity and solidarity comrades (laughs) 